0: around the block, ripping up fantasy stock, working around the clock, look at the view from the top, Mm. researching rookies a lot, no, I just be listening to pods, yeah, one in particular, I'm just a messenger, let me just pass on the rock, Uh. browning, brunning, bruning, pronouncing ain't what he's doing, what he's doing is not losing, but infusing you with new things, and there's Dennis the Bennett, yeah, the man is a menace, yeah, building a dynasty, some of the finest things, promise you, you won't regret it, Mm.
1: What is going on everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Fantasy Football Roundtable Podcast. We got Dennis and Matt here with us on this beautiful Thursday. We are going to be talking about our top rookie wide receivers for the 2021 draft. We're going to continue NFL Mock Draft 3.0. Dennis, how have you been doing this week?
2: You know, I was doing great up until, I don't know, yesterday afternoon. I got my second shot yesterday and the arm hurt and kicked in after about three hours and so my arm is sore. Today I'm tired. My teeth hurt of all things. So I was like, man, I haven't done nothing in a long time, but boy, whoa. <laughs> I don't
3: know. I don't know how you follow that. I have my uh, second shot next week, so I guess I'll look forward to him. I've never done that, so I'll just take. I of.
2: haven't either. Just made for a good story. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say, I get. I've heard a lot of people saying that second shot really knocks them out. So,
3: so apparently, um, I learned this from a coworker because after my first shot, I was uh, not doing that great. If you've had COVID,
2: mm-hmm.
3: the first shot is worse. Interesting. So, uh-huh. if you get super sick after the first
1: shot, that'll tell you that you have it one other times. John lob. I got my second shot yesterday. Also, I've been very lucky today. Just a little lethargic. Very nice. It's good to know John. Yeah. Yeah. It's, I've heard a lot of different people with a lot of different reactions. So it's going to be, I get my first one the week after the draft. So I got to get yeah, the second I, one before I go on vacation. So that's going to be, uh, I,
2: I took a couple hours off today and came home, took a nap before the show. So, if yeah, I'm that's, a little groggy, it's either the the vaccine or the nap I'm not completely woken up from. So Yeah, my
3: wife was kind of knocked out. She had to take the day off after the second one. I planned my second one for right after we finish the show next Thursday, so I have nothing I have to do.
1: Very nice.
3: I'm just yeah. planning a sick day.
1: I was uh, you know, I was hoping to take a nap when I got home from work today, and then I ended up having to finish purchasing all my stuff for the family vacation in June, and my heart is beating so fast from all the money that I just spent that it's uh, you know, I don't think I'm going to sleep anytime soon. I'm 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 not happy with the amount of money I spent. I just got my first shot an hour ago. Very nice. You feeling all right, Carl? I hope you're doing doing well. I need fan tracks I think, to hurry Once yep,
2: the microchips sink in sync up together right. i think it just it levels out real quick It just it just yeah. takes a, that whole thing about them finding each other in your voice. Yeah, because it's
1: got of like cancel out the one that's in your phone right and then it's just that way they can just track you purely by by your body i got you yeah you, know, you know it is what it is we're all we're all being it's, tracked in some way it's just right a, it's a st- right.
3: strong appeal to our uh Texas and Florida listeners.
1: <laughs> hey, trust me. There's a lot of people down here who really do think that. I'm not kidding with you either. All right. So <laughs> let's go ahead and start talking about our top five wide receivers. Ooh, here we go. What's it? search for the anti-microchip bots on the dark web? Uh, I imagine those costs make sure you see more than my trip to Disney. I, I promise <laughs> you those probably cost more than my trip to Disney costs. We're going to talk about our top five. Maybe you go a little bit deeper as this is a deep wide receiver class. Dennis, I'm going to let you kick it off first. How do, you, how do you guys want to do it? I'll let you guys decide this. You want to give our top five five to one? You want to go downwards five? Everybody give it. How do you want to do it, Dennis? I'll let you kick it off. Give whomever you want to go first, and we'll follow your lead.
2: Well, I kind of I'm at the point in the season where I'm I'm doing more tiers than I am actual rankings. Fields is the correct answer there, Carl. Just so you know it's uh and so like i i've got chase bateman devonta smith and jalen Waddle in my first tier and if i had to rank them, i would probably i think chase's is, is one so if i had to separate him i would probably put him in his own tier but Waddle, Smith, and Bateman, I I think they are close enough together that it just comes down to who do you personally prefer of those three? Um, some days I prefer Bateman. I feel like Bateman is gonna be like a uh, you know, Tyler Boyd plus kind of receiver, you know, maybe not do a ton of. Uh, field stretching, but be very reliable. he's strong on the ball. Uh, i I do feel like uh, Devonta Smith is gonna he's gonna be an outlier in terms of physicality given his size uh he he's a he's a baller he he goes up and he fights for the ball pretty well and and Jalen waddle is is you know by all accounts, by most accounts anyways. Uh, before he got hurt, he was the better of the two between Smith and, and Waddle. So I think those four are kind of at my top. And I'm sort of that now, then I've got an, another tier behind that. But uh, I'll, I'll let Matt talk about the top of his, uh, his his rankings here first.
3: Yeah. So I have the same four um, up at the top I have Chase one, Waddle two, Smith three. Bateman for, uh, I feel a little bad. I think Bateman gets hurt a little bit because um, of not getting to play, which is funny because it doesn't seem to have affected Chase. Um, maybe just the difference between how people think of the SEC and Minnesota. Uh, and then I had Rondale Moore uh, at at five, and I get the the arguments. Um, I was impressed by his pro day. I, it's kind of a toss-up. There's a lot of guys, it feels like I'm, I'm with Dennis. There's a lot of guys below that that I've seen in different places that you could kind of rotate around. That's just where I went.
1: Yeah, so my rankings are very similar to yours. It's it's obviously the same top five for me as well. A little bit different order, and some of that I think goes to what Dennis was just saying, and it's kind of what you prefer, right? So for me, I've got Jamar Chase as my one. My two is Devonta Smith, three is Bateman, four is Waddle, and then Rondale Moore is five. I, I also do my rankings a, a lot like Dennis and tiers, and I actually have all five of those in my tier one. I, I do believe they all have the ability to be high-end wide receivers. Whether it's it's you know low-end wide receiver ones, high-end wide receiver twos, but all have fa- guys that you want on your fantasy teams. Rondale Moore is one that scares me the most obviously because it's very hard to find wide receivers in the league who have succeeded being 5'7". But with him, he's just so elusive. He's so dynamic. You can get him the ball. I mean, he can run the ball. Very good receiver as well. He's very shifty, but obviously I can't – I would be lying if I said I wasn't a tad bit worried about the size. It's just because you can't – you don't find many wide receivers that are, I think, what did he weigh in at like 180, 190, 5'7"? I mean, that's like – my height and size and that doesn't inspire much when I look at myself in the now granted his is probably more muscle than fat
3: but still, still bigger than Tom Cruise.
1: yeah I mean it doesn't you know it doesn't inspire a lot of confidence when I see myself in the mirror and I'm like oh man Rondell Moore is the same size as me this is kind of scary so because I'm pretty sure I would die if I got hit by some of the guys that are standing out on a football field so I, I still like him though I think he's gonna be really good he is the one also in my top five that I think is most landing spot dependent I think all the other four guys could go to Almost any team, and you're probably looking at, I would think, Chase, Waddle, and probably Smith likelihood of going to possibly bad teams because I think all of them go is somewhere in the top 15, 16. And really, I guess there's only one team up there that had a winning record last year, which was Miami, but I don't love that landing spot for any of them because of Tua because I'm not that sold on Tua. So none of them, I think, are going to be going to great situations, but I still think they'll be able to produce. Where Rondale, I do think, needs to go to a team that's going to use him – the correct way. So since those are our top five, and that went a lot quicker than I thought it was going to go, let's talk a little bit about them. Dennis, you are muted, but... Uh, Damn it. I, I'm muted? Not anymore. Okay. You're good.
2: You must have muted me. I didn't mute me. Uh, the thing that I, concerns me with Rondale Moore is I, I feel like it isn't so much of these land... He, he's got... He could very well be that real good talent that is a uh, great for NFL football, but not so great for fantasy football. In a perfect world, I would love to see him be in a Jamison Crowder type of role because he's that he's so much more dynamic than Jamison Crowder. So if he can, if he can uh, get the uh, well, let me turn my volume down then, if I'm echoing. If Crowder can, uh, or uh, more can get that type of production level or target level that Jamison Crowder got, uh, because he is so much more dynamic, he'll be able to, I think, produce at a much higher level. But he's going to end up being a... Uh, you know, I I think more of an, he's going to be a better NFL asset. And that's probably to me, I guess that's why I don't have him in my tier one is because I feel like he's going to, he's going to have some good games, but for fantasy, but he's going to end up being more of an NFL asset than a fantasy asset. And, you know, we're, we're in it for the fantasy, not the, you know, unless he's drafted to your team, uh, then, then you're happy about the NFL stuff, but.
1: Yeah, I, I can see that. So, who did you have? Because I know you said that those top four are in your your tier one. Who kind of is that? I guess the top of tier two is there a couple guys that are kind of sitting right yeah, in that Yeah, I range?
2: have Paris uh, Marshall, Amon Ross St. Brown, um, you know, that Moore, Elijah Moore, and uh, Kadarius Tony, and, and Rondale all in my second tier. And some of that will be quite influenced by landing spots. and and, and opportunities. I think if I had to push one of them up into tier one, it would probably be Terrace Marshall. Um, but as of right now, I kind of got them separated by enough that they they belong in a different tier. My concern with Kylan Wallace is fear of injury. You know, he's tore his ACL. His twin brother is tore his ACL three times, and there is some thought that there's some medical predisposition to things like that. Uh, And so that makes me nervous that he comes into the league as an injury risk already. Uh, I think he's a good player. Uh, It'll just come down. He he feels though like a more traditional going to need a couple years to become fantasy relevant type of wide receiver, but he could end up being, you know, a, a very very strong fantasy asset. Amon Ra St. Brown would probably be um, him and Terrace Marshall. Like I said, they're they're the ones that are pro- probably closest to tier one for me.
1: So Matt, you've got Devonta Smith and Jalen Waddle flipped in your rankings compared to mine. What is it about Waddle that you have? Now, obviously, we're probably talking like the smallest of details, right? You're you're yeah. you're you're nitpicking here because you're trying to kind of finalize those rankings. But what is it that put Waddle ahead of Devonta Smith? I
3: listened to quite a few people talking about the difference, kind of in their size, uh, looking at the frame of Smith, um, and that's probably why I reverse. I mean, you could talk me into. Any order at one point in time, I think I had Smith over Waddle. And then I also remembered that Waddle's on my um, Debbie squad. So I was like, prayers up. Uh, so, no, uh, but you know, I think they're both really good. Probably two to four, you know, with them and Bateman, I think about reordering or moving. And that may even happen depending on where they go. I've I've strongly, I know we've talked about when we've done the mocks, I think Waddle ends up in Miami and I don't think that's a terrible spot for him. And it's probably good for Tua, um, you know, a player who he's played with before, who, who has done well, kind of playing, playing together Um, there, you know, what Smith did in the national championship game was obviously incredibly impressive. I don't know that you can go wrong with either of those two that's just what i ended up i took into account a little bit of the more more slight frame um, and you know that's i've i've seen some of the arguments too like we've like Dennis talked about Rondae Moore and you talked about his size i know there was a lot of criticism about kind of the routes that he run he got he got a lot of his action close to the line of scrimmage I, I get that if you were thinking about, like, trying to find a, a Kenny Galladay or a, somebody who's going down. But it seems to me so much of the NFL game now is these short, quick passes and screen passes. I mean, yeah, with, with the way some of the quarterbacks are going, with the fact that short passing games seems to have displaced running for a lot of teams, um, I don't think that's necessarily crippling in the right system. Uh, it just probably... To me, he's the kind of receiver too that might take a hit on a team that had a pass-catching running back.
1: Yeah, yeah. I, I'm. There's really not much that separates them. For me, I just. There's just something about what Devonta Smith was able to do all year, and I understand. You know, you got you're going to have the analytics community come out and throw their pitchforks up about him doing it as a senior, which I really don't care about, and his size, which is not great, but. I've seen too many times where he's if you go and watch you know some of his games too many times where he gets like nailed by linebacker or cornerback coming across the middle taking I mean there's a couple of blind side hits and he gets right back up the its are not going to be that much different in the NFL he's getting hit by grown men on the college level too he's not throwing me out there trying to knock Devonta Smith over he's getting hit by NFL style players especially in some of those SEC games uh, I don't think he ever even got tackled in the Ohio State game, so I can't say any of the Buckeyes uh, hit him because, God, that was a horrible game. I don't think
3: any Alabama player got tackled in that game.
1: Hey, 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 Mac Jones got hit once and he fumbled the ball, right? (laughs) I do remember that. That did happen. But yeah, I don't think Devonta Smith ever got touched. That was uh, Sean Wade didn't tackle him, that's for sure. I mean, Sean Wayne was tackling himself right off the field. That's uh, uh, yeah, I was, uh, I wasn't happy. Yeah. When you brought that up it was very impressive, I was like, yeah, I've got a different choice of words for that game there, Matt, but you know what? We'll, we'll move on past that. So yeah, there's not much that really separates them. I just, I think, for me, I like a little bit more of what Devonta Smith does. I think some of that, too, is that he's got those long arms and that big frame as well. I like his catch rate. He has had some of the catches he makes on the sidelines. I'm not 100% sure Waddle can do either, uh, but I'm, I'm interested to see where both of those guys go. I do think, for me... Even though all five of those guys are in tier one, I think Jamar Chase is kind of the one that stands alone as the for-sure guy at the top for me, at least. I know a lot of some people do have Devonta Smith. Some people have Waddles. I know a couple people still have Rondale Moore as one. But for me, Jamar Chase, I, I can't say he's untouchable. There's still a little couple things that I don't love about his game. But outside of that, I think he stands as like the top guy in this group for me. Go
3: ahead. So all five of these guys we have already placed in our mock draft.
1: Should yes i know i was gonna bring that a up
3: and talk about
1: how we feel about if they were those landing yeah. spots yeah i was gonna bring that up because i know dennis didn't get a chance to well he's seen the sheet but he didn't get a chance to obviously see it when we did it live but uh that's why right. so, he
3: can't be held accountable for our choices
1: if um so here was the landing spots or the way that they fell in in the mock draft for us dennis and tell us if this changes anything for you so Jalen waddle was the first off the board he did go to miami at six then it was Jamar Chase at twelve to Philadelphia, Devonta Smith at fifteen to the Patriots, and Bateman at twenty to the Bears, and then Rondell Moore at twenty-one to the Colts.
2: I, I don't. I like Waddle. Again, I kind of agree with you that the, uh, you know, does Waddle bring that? missing element to the uh, to the Dolphins? I think so. I I think he could provide that dynamic slot receiver with um, Devontae Parker and Preston Williams and uh, I forget who all is still down there. Will Fuller. Uh, They signed Fuller. Yeah, Will Fuller. That's the guy I couldn't remember. So they've got uh, having Devontae or uh, Jalen Waddell there, I think he does provide that missing element, so that that could be good uh, for him. So it surprises me that he went at six and then uh, Chase didn't go until 12. But I think Chase in Philadelphia, he could step right in and should be the number one receiver there. Uh, and him and Jalen Rager make a really nice one-two punch. So I, I, I kind of, I like that. Um, I don't know. I, I don't know if uh, Hertz will be able to consistently take advantage of having weapons like that. But you know, you you give them what give them the weapons, and then let them do some cooking. Devonta Smith, man, New England is such a mess right now. It, it's so so hard. Yeah, this
1: one that scared me
2: theoretically you look at it and it's okay well he's a good player he's going to do good things he does he, you know he, he brings something to the table they don't have so he's got good speed and he is a baller uh, I, I don't know where you know, Cam's arm his shoulder you know is he back is, is he another year removed from that injury and rehabbing and getting more into the Patriots offense, is that going to give cam the ability to be the type of quarterback that Devontae Smith is going to need? Uh, that's probably the biggest question. Um, Bateman to the bears. Uh, I don't know. He's, he would be a good compliment to Allen Robinson. Uh, I think Anthony Miller and uh, Darnell Mooney both, you know, it puts them three in and kind of, I think it, it feels to me like it makes all three of them non fantasy relevant. At that point, then you're just like, you know what? I want A Robin. That's the only thing I want from that offense because it'll end up being one week Bateman will be the second guy and another week Miller will be the second guy and another week. Uh, Mooney's the second guy. And, and so it ends up just being kind of a hot mess for them
1: there. Well, the rumors from now are that Anthony Miller will be traded during the draft. So that might help out some, I, I don't, I don't, If I'm being honest, I hope he doesn't go there. I like Bateman. I think him and Allen Robinson are – Allen Robinson's probably the better player, but I think they're too similar. I'd rather see somebody else go there, and I I like Mooney. I I really think Mooney could shine opposite of Allen Robinson. So uh, we'll see. I wouldn't love love that spot.
2: I'd love to see Bateman fall a couple more spots to Tennessee.
1: Yeah, I, I wouldn't mind that right across from AJ uh, Brown. What,
3: would Tennessee take a receiver in the first round? I think we debated that a little bit when we were talking about Yeah,
1: yeah we they ended seem, up going – They seem like a little Newson. higher on Josh Reynolds than the rest of us are. Well, yeah, that part's true as well. Yeah, I, I – I just think because of them letting go of all, like I, almost, it was almost their entire secondary. I think we figured they would go a cornerback in the first round to try and try and grab a guy. Well, there their defense was music.
3: horrific last year, so yeah. I think uh, defense defense wise, they've they've got some big holes. I I fully expect Tennessee's going to take a receiver somewhere. I just don't know if they if that's the kind of Mike Vrabel thing to do to take them in the first round, but that would be definitely an interesting spot. You wouldn't get great volume there either. We've commented before AJ Brown thrives, despite the fact he doesn't exactly get incredible volume.
1: Yeah. And then last but not least there, Rondell Moore to Indy, which I I talked about Matt knows I didn't love this spot either because I still have faith in Paris Campbell. And I feel like those two are going to play the exact same role. And as much as I love Paris Campbell, I feel like Rondell Moore would probably beat him out. I think Moore's a little bit better, but they both have injury issues. They both, I think, would play the same role. So that would be the last one. What are your thoughts about Moore there to Indy? The
2: it feels redundant to what they currently have, but if if they think that Moore can stay healthy versus Paris Campbell, and, and to date Paris Campbell hasn't done anything uh, to lead us to believe he's going to stay healthy all season. So uh, I suppose, you know, it makes sense. Uh, Again, that would definitely be, in my eyes, a um, better for football than fantasy landing spot, for sure. I still think that Pittman is going to be the top dog there with T.Y. Hilton getting a good number of looks uh, deeper down the field, Paris Campbell, and then Rondale Moore with manufactured touches. Uh, you got Hine, uh, Naheem Hines out of the backfield, and Jonathan Taylor pounding it and catching passes. So,
3: it, if Rondell Moore goes there, it'll just solidify Indianapolis. That's the Tampa Bay of the AFC. Just stacking up. You know, they go four deep on running backs. They go five deep on wide receivers. Don't forget Zach Pascal. will find a way to have a couple of uh, wide receiver two games for you there.
1: Yeah. All right, so since that's our top, or me and Matt have the same top five, and then Dennis, you have Rondell Moore in that group there with the second tier. Matt, who are some of the guys in your second tier that you have? Because I have eight guys in my tier two, just kind of signifying how deep I think this class is. And there's, in all honesty, probably looking at my list here, three or four guys in tier three that I also like as well. And I don't think those guys have like the – wide receiver two upside, but I do think most of the guys in my tier two have that ability. Obviously, landing spot's going to matter a little bit, staying healthy, but how many guys do you have kind of in that next grouping for you, and who are they?
3: Um, I just put mine in it as rankings, but my next couple were not that much different from people Dennis talked about. I have Terrace Marshall, Elijah Moore, Amon Ross, St. Brown, Tyler Wallace, Kadaris okay. Tony, and then Dynami Brown.
1: All right, so yeah, it's almost the same names as I have. So right after Bateman for me, I have Tylen Wallace. I really like Tylen Wallace. I'm a, I'm a big believer in him. Then I'm on Ross St. Brown for me, Elijah Moore. I have Terrace Marshall Jr. next. I'm a little bit lower than him just because of the drops. He's got a lot of upside in his game, but he's got a lot of drops and some injuries in college that worry me a little bit. After that, Sage Surratt, who is probably going to fall a little bit more just based on how bad – his pro day was not look as fast as I thought he did on film. Diami, Diami Brown, Tamori Terry, and then I have Kadarius Tony, the last guy in tier two. So I'm not as sold on him as other people are. So, Dennis, you and Matt both have him kind of high. What is it that you guys like about Kadarius Tony?
2: I, I don't know if I, I – I, he's like at the tail end of that tier for me. Uh, I I – I'm not buying in. I feel like he's, he's produced. He had one good season, uh, but he also had to deal with Kyle Pitts, catching a bunch of stuff and Kyle Trask being a a pretty average quarterback. I don't, I'm still trying to find a reason to have Kadarius, Tony be stronger in the tier Uh, right now. I, I, I feel like he belongs there, but I'm still in the process of justifying him being there. Um, it's, it's, I'm just not 100% sold. He's one of those guys that if it comes down to, you know, we've, we've got, what, nine wide receivers are off the board, and he's the last one left in that tier. Um, you know, I'm probably going running back.
3: Yeah, I feel somewhat similar to Dennis. I think what's (laughs) – I think what's somewhat –
1: He played really well at Wake Forest. I'm sorry. I know that the pro day was really bad, but if you go look at what he did with Jamie Newman of all quarterbacks, by the way, let me just throw that out there. Jamie Newman as his quarterback, he was very impressive.
3: I think what throws me a little bit with Tony is uh, you see some of these NFL scouts have him incredibly high. I mean, I've seen people that have him as wide receiver two. ESPN had him listed, which I think is Kuiper, at wide receiver three. Um, I don't, you know, I, it just feels like there's big disparity um, with the way people see him. So I feel a little bit like Dennis it feels like he has. To be there, I don't know that I like him as much. I had him at 11, so I don't think I had him incredibly high.
1: So he's gonna be my Hakeem Butler, I guess. I, mean, I don't know what to tell you. I still like him, but I'm not. I mean, I've got him in here too. Like, it's not like I've got him in my top five. Where is he at here? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven. 12. I, he's at 12. I mean, that's not love. That's not like, or that's not love. It's like, you know, it's a little bit of like, like I'll take you out to dinner, maybe see something happens, but. Butler is better than Sage. I don't disagree with you on there. Butler is why he moved to tight end. I still don't understand. Dude should be a, ball, a baller as a wide receiver. It's so frustrating. Anyways. Uh, yeah. I, he'll, okay, he'll be so, a wide
3: receiver one when they reboot the XFL.
1: Hey, right hey I'll still be right. I said he was going to be a wide receiver one someday. I didn't say it wasn't gonna, I didn't say going to be in the NFL. Exactly. I didn't specify what league. I just said a wide receiver one. So, yeah, I mean, so I, I guess you guys aren't as, as higher on him than I thought. You guys have mid-12. I have Tony at 13, so it's really not that much of a difference. He's all kind of down there. If he does get that round one draft capital that we have heard some analysts talking about, does that change anything for you? Does that, does that turn into a Henry Ruggs situation for you guys where the NFL sees something different that you do? Like, Dennis, you mentioned earlier, you know, we care more about the fantasy side. Like, Ruggs, we talked about it when when we were – went over him last year and even when he got drafted seemed like a very good NFL move not a great fantasy move if could if Tony goes in the first round do you expect that's kind of what it's going to be like like a lot of people are mocking him to the Chiefs well if that happens what does that do for you
2: I I I think it is very much dependent on where he goes in the first round uh you know the Chiefs I mean, I could see him being as good as Sammy Watkins was last year.
3: High praise. <laughs> Hold yourself back there. Hold yourself back.
2: So, it's it, you know, it, it's a situation. Look, the Chiefs, it's Tyreek Hill. That's the wide receiver to own. Anybody else is merely a bye week fill in. Hope they do something crazy that one week you're forced into playing him. Um, you know, I would probably be more excited if he maybe went to say the Colts instead of Rondale Moore, because then he gets the, I think then he's looked at as sort of a probably the replacement for T.Y Hilton, something like that. Uh, you know, Jacksonville would be a good landing spot. I think if he goes if Pittsburgh's like, you know what, screw it, we're gonna take him. Given Pittsburgh's track record and drafting wide receivers, if he if Tony goes to Pittsburgh, I think then you've got to say, well, they clearly have an evaluation process that is better than everybody else's. So that would bump him up if he goes to New England. I think you bump him down because they clearly have a worse wide receiver evaluation process than everybody else in the league. He goes to Baltimore. You know, he's not going to get much volume. So it, it just depends on where he goes. Uh, the range of movement, I think it would create for him.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That's why I, um, I hated the Devonta Smith, to new England thing. Cause I think he's got so much talent. I, I just, I'm so worried new England would ruin him. Uh, I wouldn't hate Tony to Green Bay or the Chargers. My dream spot for Rondale is to go to Green Bay in the second round, if possible. I, I, I don't know because of his size if he'll get drafted in the first round, and if he doesn't, Green Bay is one of those teams. I just I think he'd he'd fit in perfectly there. Outside, uh, on the opposite side, they're in the slot, really. I don't think he'd be opposite of uh, Devontae. I think he'd be Devontae MVS, and then you get Rondale in the slot. It'd be a very, very dangerous uh wide receiver. But PJ also asked about Nico Collins who I won't lie. I do need to look more at him. He's a guy that he's in my tier three. There's people that I respect who think that he is very good. Um, it's just hard for me to stomach watching anything about that team up north. Like I, I a gag reflex comes up every time I see the, that team. So it's very hard for me to watch those players. Uh, but what about you guys? Do you guys have any thoughts on Nico Collins? Uh, PJ believes he should be in tier two. And again, there are a lot of people including guys that I really respect NFL and fantasy side that uh, have been talking a lot about Nico Collins and that he's going underrated.
2: Yeah. You know, Nico's in my tier three. I actually have him highlighted. He's a recent riser for me. So I, I do see, uh, him potentially outperforming, uh, his NFL status being higher than it was at Michigan with the terrible quarterbacks that he's had to endure up there under meat chicken. So if he ends up landing in a decent spot with a, a, with good, you know, if he ends up with early day two draft capital or even any time in day two draft capital at a spot where there's a reasonable path to playing time, I, I think he'd definitely be a riser and and push for being in tier two. Uh, You know, I've got guys like Austin Watkins and Amari Rogers, Seth Williams, Trayvon Grimes. Those are my tier three guys along with with Collins. Um, So he's definitely gonna be in the mix. I could see me having more Nico Collins on my rosters than Kadarius Tony's. I'm handsome too.
1: <laughs> the triple threat, right now, double threat. uh Yeah, yeah. I, I I i could agree with that. I, I'm not as high on Tony as other people. I I just think he was more of a product of that Florida offense than some people give him credit for. And I I would not be surprised if Nico Collins outproduced this. stuff I mean, again, we I think we've all talked about how bad Shea Patterson was the year before, and then last year Joe Milton. I don't did he Nico didn't play last year, right? He opted out. Am I remembering that correctly? He opted out. Yeah. OK, so the last Sorry, time we saw him on tape, he had Shea Patterson throwing in the ball, which was not great for anybody's stock. So you could have put Devontae Adams like in prime Devontae Adams on that team and he still would have struggled. So I, I don't disagree. And he would. He's in my tier three as well. He's right below. I have Seth Williams and Anthony Schwartz, who I also really like out of. Uh, uh, my goodness. Why am I Auburn? Both him and Seth Williams from Auburn. And then it is Nico Collins for me. So he could move up a little bit. You know, I could easily see him jumping sage to rock Darius, Tony and Tamori and Terry, who are the last three guys there in my tier two. Uh, yes, I think we can – I mean, I love Patterson playing for that team up north. It was great when they played the Buckeyes, but I, I can imagine they were not uh, – maybe, yes, may the Schwartz be with you as well. He's, I think he's really good. Got that track speed, set set records uh, track speed.
2: So here's the deal, the trouble I have with Schwartz. He's a little too reminiscent of Andy Isabella for me. And I, I want to buy into Schwartz. I I do. But he just right now to me feels like he does one thing, which is run fast. If he did two things, run fast and catch the ball, it feels like I, I, then maybe. But it's I think Schwartz is definitely going to get an opportunity somewhere. But it, it just he's he's probably not going to make it out of my tier four.
3: At least Isabella is still on the Cardinals, uh, unlike Butler.
1: He's on a better team. He's with the Eagles. He's going to see more playing time. You think the Eagles are are a better
3: team than the Cardinals? We have some other questions for you.
1: Since he got off work. Again, I told you, once I saw that bill, of the money I spent, uh, yep, there, there was my whole afternoon win. I've been doing all kinds of things to make me happy. So don't bring me down, all right? I need Hakeem Butler to succeed. Matt, you have any thoughts on some
3: of these guys? No, I mean when John was on last week, he mentioned Rogers and Collins and Seth Williams. Those are guys that I have in that uh, next next group, and I have actually Terry down there too. Um, but you know, we'll see where some of these guys end up. At this point in time, you know what separates some of the the ones as you get further down the rankings is going to be opportunity, um, yeah, and where they end up uh landing and i feel like that happened that happens every year i know that happened last year after we saw where some of the guys dropped you know you move them a little bit up and down
1: so the one thing with seth here pj is i think you can make a lot of the same arguments wow. for him that we made for nico collins and when you have a guy like bone Nix throwing you the ball you got to cut him a little bit of slack because uh bone nicks is terrible as well uh, i think remember, seth Williams. even show
2: how high everybody was on bone Nix as a freshman
1: he oh, played man. decent as a freshman, and then we saw the real Bo Nix. The real Bo Nix stood up last year, and it was not good. It was uh, it was very bad. Oh, so I, up, I don't something. I don't know if you know we're none of us are really high on Seth. We've all got him in our our tier three. So I don't want to I don't want to say any of us are sitting here talking about like Seth Williams being like some massive breakout in this class. But I, I do think he's he has some elements in his game I think could translate to the NFL. So before we move on to the. uh the mock draft here, whether it's a tier three guy, tier four, um, who's one guy that you've got in those lower tiers that you are high or that you like that you think you might end up on with a bunch of with on your teams, the bunch that didn't make any sense. My goodness, you're going to draft a lot. I'll put it that way. It's a lot easier to say than whatever I was trying to fumble. Uh, you're going to draft a lot. and You think has high upside that could end up being like a tier two wide receiver for you based on him landing in a good spot.
2: Well, we we all know that I am a self-confessed uh, team big wide receiver guy, and there's one wide receiver in this class, and he ran terrible at his pro day, uh, but at six foot six and 225 pounds, who just dominated at Colorado State, Warren the Jackson. Next, is,
1: he's, the next guy to move to a tight end, maybe. I like I like he, Warren Jackson. He's, I do.
2: He's a big dude. He just he ran he ran a four seven. Now I get okay. Well, Keenan Allen did too, and whatnot. I, I think Jackson he's definitely got to show that he can separate a little bit. Even at six six, he's going to have to to do that to be able to become viable. But I I'll probably have a substantial number of fourth round selections, fifth round selections of Warren Jackson, and then one other guy who is a you know he's 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 a, a a take your shirt off kind of guy when you see him is Frank Darby out of was he at Arizona State he's yeah, yeah. Uh, you know he, he's he's very well put together and he's somebody I can see grabbing late uh, in in hopes that he develops for a team too he, he's he's looked good in the uh, uh, pre-draft process Um We'll see how it ends up where he lands, but I, I like Darby and Jackson.
3: Go ahead, Matt. I don't really necessarily have one. I, to me, the draft and where they end up affects so much of how I think about when I'm drafting. I haven't even done any rookie mock drafts yet. It's too hard for me to imagine what I want, not knowing where they're going to be.
1: So since Dennis to Jackson, yeah, I've done a few as well. Uh, well, well I do that's like well. You
3: didn't uh, sign up for a film festival where you had to watch 100 films in, in Iranian, whatever, it's Persian, whatever they speak there. Uh, I, I do
1: correct. like Warren that Jackson is as uh, as well as Dennis there he's the guy that I think will I'll probably grab late uh, a couple of guys that I have grouped right around him that I really like uh, Tyler Vaughn out of USC I think he's a very good player kind of underrated he's a guy I could see jumping up there kind of getting overshadowed I think a lot and again uh, the rise of Amon Ross St. Brown last year and Drake London uh, who can come out next year and kind of the fall of Keaton Slovis, I think is what hurt him a little bit more. Cause he was really good uh, the year prior. Uh, and then Austin Watkins at UAB. He's a guy that I really like. Uh, one of my co-hosts on the Debbie debate, Felix Sharp. He really likes Austin Watkins as well. Watkins is a guy that I think could, uh, could surprise people as well. Didn't run great. uh and, Came in a little bit smaller than we expected. I think he was listed on UAB's website at like 6'3". And was running like a 4'5". So everybody was like, okay, that size, that speed, that's good. And then it turns out he's like 5'9". So he was a little bit overlisted. So not great speed for his size. But I still like uh, his hands and, and then the way he attacks the <laughs> also ball. Also, his so.
3: 40 time might not have been correct. Because this that for for this season. Well, as I know. He was one of the much guys we missed the didn't run a,
1: he was one of the guys who didn't run a four four, so I'll, I'll somewhat believe it because I think he ran like a four or five something. Like it wasn't a horrible time, but it wasn't great
3: either. Because so. when they timed him, he ran a five four, and they were like, "We need to shave it down." But what's believable?
1: That yeah. maybe, maybe, maybe you know, it's all right. That speed's so overrated, who, anyways.
2: Who's the guy that you you don't think you'll have any of that? May be a little higher regarded. Or somebody you look at and you're like, I'm not touching that guy with a ten foot pole. Marshall, I've got a couple. Probably guys.
1: Marshall. Probably Marshall for me. Out of those top guys, like those top five for me. I'm even the of later idiot. guys.
2: Who are some of the uh, ala- who's a later guy down there in the you know the Warren Jackson territory?
3: Whoever goes to Baltimore.
1: Yeah, definitely. Um, Daz Newsome. He's a guy. I know some people like. I'm not that big on. I like Tutu because of the speed, but he's really small too, and I don't think he's as good as Rondell. I think he actually came in at like 5'6". Am I remembering that correctly?
2: But you know, so that's my ten year old is bigger than Tutu Atwell.
1: That scares
2: me. That yeah, scares me a little not, bit. Like, <laughs> I'm not. I, I shit you not. I am not kidding. My ten year old is five foot five and 175 pounds.
1: Yeah, that so, so, uh, that. I'm not. I'm not happy with that. So. Probably I mean, two, he doesn't two have as two well.
2: two speed. He doesn't have um, two two speed by know. any stretch of the imagination. But again, he is ten. Escridge yeah, is a good one. That's a
1: guy that we none of us have talked about. And I, it's, I actually do have him. I, I skipped right over him. He's in my tier two. He's like right there by Tyler Walls. So I skipped right over him. Uh, but I noticed neither one of you two mentioned him. Do you guys like Escridge? Are you worried about the size as well? Because we all have Rondell Moore fairly high, and he's just I think. A little bit smaller, actually, than Eskridge. If I'm, I'm going to look at yeah, up. I
2: think Rondell has a little better pedigree than Eskridge. Yeah, for
1: sure.
2: I, I think Eskridge is probably tier three for me. Uh, I don't have him up there right at this second. Uh, he's somebody I got to do a little deeper in. but you know he he could he could draft capitalize himself right into a solid tier three for me. Maybe push for tier two if he goes to somewhere that has opportunity. Um, you know, another guy that I'm not going to have anything to do with, I don't think is Demetric Felton. I know. Hey.
1: Oops, uh, that was my
2: bad. I shouldn't unmute myself. I <laughs> uh, Felton played some running back at UCLA and everybody's like, Man. oh, he's going to be was there not happy with your last take. So, you gotta no, I was, I
1: was it. actually going to say, I agree with you. I, I don't want nothing to do with Felton either. That's why I was trying I, to unmute myself and I clicked the wrong button.
2: You know what surprised me was uh you know, uh Kent Lee Platt at Math bomb on Twitter, who for years now has been putting out his relative athletic score. Yeah. Felton had like an oh nine one. It was
1: just it was like it, it was it was bad.
2: It, it was yeah, no, not he gave, athletic.
1: Yeah, Jamar Jefferson a really bad grade too. Kind of yeah. kinda of ruined my day when I saw that. I'm like you asshole. I mean, it's not your fault, but you're still an asshole for putting that out there. Yeah. Um, for what it's worth,
3: I just attention. looked and ESPN says Tutu Atwell is the eighth best wide receiver available, and Schwartz is the 10th best wide receiver available.
1: You know, I wouldn't expect anything less. Um. So, yeah, I mean, yeah. outside of those. Gotta keep
2: fighting the power of big fantasy. You gotta keep fighting oh, the power I'm of big Brown is wide receiver 21 for them. Oh,
1: geez. Uh, so I mean, okay. So I those were the kind of the couple of guys for me. Uh, Matt, what about you? Dennis gave a couple of his guys. Who's some of, maybe the top guys and middle guys that you're you're avoiding? I guess is the best way to put it. Um,
3: I was serious about probably whoever goes to Baltimore. Um, oh yeah, I think probably guys over and whoever goes to Kansas City because I think they're going to be Unless, totally drafted.
1: Let me let me throw a curveball at you. What if Jamar Chase goes to Baltimore?
3: Yeah. Uh, I mean, somebody's got to throw him the ball, right? Who is that going to be? But in all honesty, uh, I've been appraising my fantasy teams. Um, As you know, I make myself a spreadsheet every year and look at my rosters. And apparently, I haven't drafted a running back since the early aughts. Um, So I've spent most of my time studying um, as many dart throw running backs as I can can (laughs) peel off because there are a couple of teams where Le'Veon Bell is still my best running back. And that's not a great sign for the upcoming season. Uh, There's some really, really sad, like if you ask me RB2, I'd feel like General Pickett telling General Lee, I have no RB2. Okay. So honestly, I'm probably not going to end up with very many of any of these wide receivers, which is so- sort of starting to bum me out. Um, because if I don't get some running backs, I might as
2: well not play. You need to switch over to those one running back leagues like I play in.
3: I need to switch over to the all-flex option leagues. Then I'd be fine because apparently all I do is draft. Last year, when I had all those high picks, I told myself I was going to get myself some running backs. Uh, But instead, I have about 14 shares of CeeDee Lamb.
2: I mean, I get it. So I might end up
3: with 14 shares of Jamar Chase on the Eagles again this year. You never know the heart wants what the heart wants.
2: I, uh, so do you yeah, guys want answer anyone to see if go to
1: Detroit?
2: I, I think it depends on who it is and when. Somebody – you know, if Detroit goes wide receiver early, that's going to be a player that's going to get volume. And, you know, in fantasy, we need to go for volume o- over over anything. That's, that's wow. what wins leagues. And so if Devonta Smith or, you know, somebody like that Jalen Waddell – and ends up in uh, uh, Detroit, you know, they're going to be, I, I get that. what they signed who Tyrell Williams and some so yeah. Rashad Perriman. So uh, we still yeah. have our
3: boy Quintez Cephas. Well.
1: So, so, well, so I, I we think, can, yeah. we can kind of answer that question because we're going to do the mock draft and Detroit's not too far off the clock. So let's see what wide receiver we can get to fall to them. So r- I will recap this very quickly uh, because we've got to go through like 26 picks. So I'm just going to read the or I'm not going to read like yeah. Trevor Lawrence at one. Zach Wilson went two. We did have Mac Jones going three. Justin Fields four. Kyle Pitts five. Jalen oh. Waddle six. I mean, I don't disagree with you, but, you know, we're just going based on the tea leaves. Draft night's going to be a lot of I also of fun, don't
3: want to upset you, but I feel bad about
1: the Mac Jones pick now. Yeah, it's going not gonna happen. The, it's, it's, gonna it's gonna be leads. it's gonna be Justin Fields. It's gonna be Justin, it's gonna be Justin Fields. We we said we thought it'd be Justin Fields, but you know, everybody keeps saying whatever, we, you know, Mac Jones, whatever. I think did is, you see
2: the big pictures big. of Shanahan and, and Justin Fields at the pro day Wednesday? I they were practically I did.
1: It, it looked like he was walking out to the mound to change pictures, is what it looked like. I watched a lot of baseball. That was probably my favorite comment that I saw on there. Yeah, I yeah. I I look. I've been saying from the beginning, I thought that's who they traded up for. So I'm with you. I don't think that Mac Jones is the pick at all, but it is what it is. Anyway, Jalen Waddle, six, Trey Lance, we did have going to the Lions there at seven. Uh, Sewell going at eight, Micah Parsons at nine, Jace Horn, J.C. Horn at, is it Jace Horn? I'm sorry, Jace Horn at 10 to the Cowboys. Quiddy Page at 11 to the Giants. Is it J.C. Horn? I thought it was, it it is, isn't it? It's J.C. Horn. Son of a gun. Jamar Chase at 12 to the Eagles, Rashawn Slater at 13 to the Chargers, Patrick Sertain at 14 to the Vikings, Devonta Smith at 15 to the Patriots, Caleb Fairley to the Cardinals at 16, Christian Dariusaw to the Raiders at 17, Aziz O'Jalari, the edge rusher at, uh, to Miami at 18, Tevin Jenkins at 19 to the uh, Washington football team, Rashad Bateman to the Bears at 20, Rondell Moore, to the Colts at 21, Greg Newsome to the Titans at 22, uh, Vera Tucker, I'm not even trying to pronounce this first, Elijah. name. the Jets at 23, Elijah, okay. Asante Samuel to the Steelers at 24, Trevin Morig to the Jags at 25, and then Jeremiah Owusu Karamoa to the Browns at 26, which puts at the Baltimore Ravens at the 27th pick. Matt, who do you have going here for the Ravens? Terrace Marshall. Terrace Marshall. All right. Uh, I don't disagree with that, PJ, but we are doing no trades, So we just kind of went. But I would not be surprised if Washington moves up if Lance starts to fall. So you are putting Terrace Marshall here in at – Baltimore, who it shows that their biggest needs are edge rusher, wide receiver, and safety. You have them attacking that wide receiver. They're in the first round with Terrace Marshall, which puts the Saints up on the clock at 28. Wide receiver, cornerback, and edge rusher as well for them. Dennis, who do you think that the uh, Saints take here?
2: Well, we have Zayvon Collins on the list here. I do think that uh, that is probably a position that they're going to want to take a look at, so. Uh, I I like Collins going to New Orleans like Matt has him there.
1: All right. Uh, He would be the other linebacker I would love the Browns to take if Owusu is off the clock. That puts the Green Bay Packers up who need a tackle, wide receiver, and a cornerback. So looking at the list here, I don't love any of the offensive tackles on the line. This would be a massive reach if I took one here. I want to give them a wide receiver, but shit, they seem to like not want to draft wide receivers before the fifth round every single year. But I do think that they finally do it. And I am going to give them Elijah Moore since Rondell Moore is off the board. I uh, will give them Elijah Moore, that speed threat on the outside with Devonta, the De, Devontae Adams and MVS as more does figure to be more of a slot player in the NFL. So, Matt, that puts you back up with the Buffalo Bills. Pick 30, edge rusher, cornerback, and wide receiver are their biggest needs. Probably needs to be updated. I don't think they really need a wide receiver and running back as well. Where do you have the Buffalo Bills going? I just
3: don't think they take a running back in the first round, and I'm with you. If they draft a wide receiver, I'm going to be like Sheldon throwing my papers. Going on a walk because now they signed Sanders. They still had three guys. I gave them Jalen Phillips, the defensive end.
1: All right. Out of Miami, right? Yeah. Miami, out go. of Miami. All right. So the Chiefs at 31, offensive tackle, wide receiver, and linebacker here shows as their biggest needs. Dennis, what do you expect them to do?
2: I I expect them to go tackle. I, I think they, they, you know, they've, let both tackles walk. They did bring back, uh, I think Matthews, uh, their, their right tackle, um, or wait, he was left tackle, uh, I think. Anyways, they need to go tackle, and the top tackles on the board still are Jalen Mayfield uh, and Samuel Cosme. Um, I, I, I'd have to look a little deeper at who is there enough play style difference between the two? Uh, Matt has Mayfield slotted in here, and I'm going to go ahead and stick with Mayfield over Cosme. Uh I think that's a, they need to you know, they need to keep uh, Mahomes healthy. And I I loved the story going into the Super Bowl last year where all of their starting offensive line had been cut were late round picks undrafted free agents and the team had just been coaching the hell out of them and that's all fine and dandy except what it showed is uh when push come to shove uh they just didn't have enough depth and so at some point you have to say you know well yeah we do a great job coaching up uh, late round draft picks into startable nfl linemen how good could we be with a first-round pedigreed offensive lineman? You know, and so let's let's grab one. We'll grab Mayfield out of Michigan and, and slot him in on the left side there.
1: All right, so that puts Tampa Bay up to finish out the first round. Um, edge rusher, interior defensive line, and still running back for some reason showing up on this sheet, although I don't think I, that Well, that's probably because – yeah, probably because uh, I think I had this on here before they signed Giovanni Bernard, so that would take that away.
3: Oh, uh, don't don't doubt Tampa Bay.
1: Well, that is true. Um, as much as I know, a lot of people are predicting them to take a wide receiver here. I think that they go defensive line. I mean, they've got Scotty Miller, Tyler Johnson showed really good in the playoffs. In my opinion, I don't know why having Chris Godwin, having Mike Evans, and then Miller and Tyler Johnson, why you would waste your first-round pick on a wide receiver with as deep as this class is. So I'm going to go Christian Barrymore out of Alabama, uh, the interior defensive lineman, to help out on that defense, which now puts us back up. With the second round with the Jacksonville Jaguars who did take Trevor Lawrence with their first pick, eliminating that quarterback need, they now need offensive tackle, wide receiver and running back help as we also had them taking uh Trevin Mowry the safety out of TCU earlier as well. So offensive tackle wide receiver seem to be their biggest needs, running back cornerback there as well. Matt, what do you have the Jags doing?
3: Yeah, I had them taking a tackle um I went with Liam Eichenberg out of Notre Dame.
1: All right. So that puts Dennis up here with the Jets. They t- we had him taking the interior offensive lineman, uh, Elijah Vera Tucker out of USC, and then obviously Zach Wilson there at two, which puts Ed Rusher, cornerback, and wide receiver as their biggest needs. What do you think the Jets do here with their second pick? or I'm sorry, their first pick in the second round third pick overall in this draft. You know, I'm
2: I'm still trying to get a read on what I think Sala is going to do. You know, they're going to run the San Francisco Shanahan style offense, um, and take I I, but I don't like that offense necessarily with Zach Wilson. Um, I I'm not a big Wilson fan. Uh, I think signing Corey Davis. You've got Denzel Mims, Jamison Crowder, taking a wide receiver there. Uh, that might make some sense, but I think ultimately they go. Yeah, you know, we've got Etn is my RB three, and so you know I'm sitting here and I'm deciding do I what I do what what I would do or what I think Joe Douglas will do. And honestly, if I do what Joe Douglas, what I think Joe Douglas would do, uh, Douglas would, you know, he may take Samuel Cosme and slot him in on the right side and bookend him with Makai Becton. You got Farrah Tucker there. Now you're building this great offensive line for this brand new young quarterback. And then later in the draft, you can work on the defense. But I think conventional wisdom has them taking a a running back here. Um, and from, it, it looks like ETN is probably the best fit for that type of one cut offense, even though he isn't probably, in, in my eyes, the best running back in this class. Uh, I think, uh, boy, it's tough, man, because I, I don't think ETN is the, the running back that I, I I'm with take. you. I'm with so you. I'm picking think Najee Harris. Too,
1: guys. Interesting, I'm okay. Harris. i Harris.
2: I think put Harris there. Now you've got a solid three-down back uh, that's going to be able to uh, hammer so- it.
3: If that is the spot, how do we feel about that for fantasy? Because I was sort of leery of whatever running back. I was hoping one of the top three doesn't fall
1: there. Very sad. As someone who's traded a couple shares of stuff to get up to the 1-1 to take Najee this year because I believe in him, it would hurt. I'm not going to lie. I would not be happy to see that happen. Would you still
3: take him at the 1-0-1?
1: Yes, uh, depending on where Javante went. If Javante ends up going to Atlanta or Pittsburgh, might lean Javante. I don't believe in ETN either. I I think he's closer to those tier two guys than he. Is. And again, there's a lot of people who disagree with me, and that's fine. I just I don't I I hate. I think his vision is horrible. I I, I like well, Najee and Javante a whole lot more.
2: So I think if if you bring in a rookie quarterback, yeah. that. Has a tendency sometimes to be a little squirrely. Um, He hasn't played the greatest competition, but he has great arm talent. You want him to develop. You you do one of two things. You either set him on the bench and let him learn and adjust that way, or you surround him with uh, quality NFL talent all across the board so that he doesn't have to try to do too much. Well, when you've got Mackay Becton and Elijah Vera Tucker, and by all intents and purposes, a fairly decent offensive line, a reasonable core of wide receivers could definitely stand to be upgraded. Uh, but running back is definitely weaker than than uh, the wide receiver core. You had somebody like Najee Harris, who's got great feet, great power, can carry the ball twenty-five times a game catch the ball out of the backfield, comes from a pro-style offense. So I don't think there's going to be a ton of concern about whether or not Harris can pick up the blitz. I think adding a weapon like that to your hotshot rookie quarterback's arsenal, I think it makes perfect sense. Well,
3: we definitely, all three had Harris as our running back one, so it would make sense yeah. that he would be the first running back off the board. I think the hesitation is... Not being it's in love more with the Jets. Of,
1: I, don't disagree, I don't disagree with what you're saying on what the Jets would do with him. What worries me is, and I, I don't want to say this, it's going to sound like a bad thing. I think he's a better player than this player I'm about to cop him to. Zach Wilson reminds me a whole lot of Johnny Manziel, and that's what scares me, and that he just bails from the pocket a lot, especially clean pockets, which worries me. I, I don't think that that means that may steal some stuff away from etn i'm etn i'm sorry harris and the fact that you've got mike lafleur there as well who does come from that kyle shanahan tree and we've seen it with with matt lafleur there in green bay who doesn't really want to commit to one running back and i would love if harris went to an atlanta or a pittsburgh where i think they would completely build into you're going to be our guy we're going to build around you as a running back where Harris might split carries with uh, who did they bring in this Uh, offseason Tevin Coleman and well Michael uh, P Ryan Ryan. like hey you know like you'll still be the head of the committee but you may get like 40 percent compared to this guy's 30 and this guy's 10 and I just I don't want that I want Najee to get like 70 percent because I think he's that good and so that's why I'd love for him to go to Atlanta. But, you know, it is what it is. I'd still, you know, it. we'll see what happens. You know, if it goes, I'll cry a little bit, and then maybe I'll change my mind after the fact. But, I, I mean, I still Speaking think Nausea extremely talented. Yes, that puts you on the clock with Atlanta. No, it's
3: you on the clock.
1: Is it me? Oh, okay. So, tight end, edge rusher, and offensive tackle is what I have here. So well, they
2: just cut Edo uh, Smith today, too. So,
3: hmm. um, but They got, got the wonder Ken Mike Davis.
1: Exactly. He's about to revive his career. I mean, I've run back up there. I don't know if they go. I honestly think if Najee's there, they might go Najee. I don't think they take Travis Etienne. I don't think he's a fit for that system at all. How uh, about Williams? Yeah. But then you got oh, Jason out of Penn State right there for that defense.
3: I'll take with you But Arthur Smith is their coordinator, a guy who uh, seems to have an affinity for running the ball.
1: Uh, what sure. is he put, uh, right I'll now? It's Kadri, Allison, and Mike Davis. Javante there, but I, I don't feel great about that. If I were them, I'd go Jason and Wu out of Penn State, the edge rusher. But uh-huh. I'll, I'll go Javante. Jason Jason, uh- to, no, too late. I already clicked. I already put in. Already put in Javante. Javante to the Falcons. So that puts you then up, Matt. With the Miami Dolphins who need a tight end, running back, and linebacker. I feel like this pick makes a whole lot of sense to just go Travis Etienne, but what would you do? Yeah,
3: with the Dolphins? that's what I'm going to do is Travis, because I think they take a running back, but that would be a nightmare for, yeah. for I mean, like, Miles you know, Gaskin because I think they're
1: comparable similar. players. Yeah, yeah, I agree. And, I mean, that'd be kind of – Interesting to see two the top well, three running backs literally go off the board back to back to back there in the second round.
3: If that ends up being the case, I think Harris still stays as the best. Although Javante be Williams and I would be, tempted. It would be
1: close because I don't think. Uh, so I had dave richard of cbs sports on with us yesterday and he was hoping that Najee would go to atlanta because he is not a believer in mike davis like at all he thinks he's going to be absolutely nothing regardless well,
3: of mike, if it's not mike davis or will or be Martin, fine but. but you're talking about a guy that took over for christian mccaffrey got that similar workload and still only mustered 646 yeah. rushing yards and i mean he's fine but he's not
2: Exactly. All right, so I mean, they signed Davis to back up money. It's not, you know, yeah, they, yeah. they're not. Expecting well, they also
3: Davis don't have pay. any money. so right. I don't know if they could have signed
1: David. Let's uh, let's knock out these last couple of picks because I'm getting like a massive storm at my house and is messing with my connection. You guys keep freezing on me, so I don't wanna, I don't wanna just like lose connection like I did last night on the Debbie debate, just like disappear and not know what's going on. So, um, that puts the, who's up? Is it Dennis? Dennis. Dennis, you are up with the Eagles. the Eagles. Tight end cornerback and safety.
2: Um, I I feel like you gotta go cornerback here, except for I can't I don't understand why offensive line is not listed as a need for the Eagles.
1: Um, um because they they've got all those guys coming back from injury, yeah. so I all think
3: all their that guys are gonna are, magically heal.
1: They yeah, they're gonna well,
3: magically they heal, heal like and be like a, a, a year
1: LB. older and you never know. Uh, Keenan Allen was injury prone until, you know, he wasn't. You never know. You never
2: know. Those are freak injuries. That doesn't make you injury prone. Well, um, I don't disagree with you, but. I, I feel like the. Zach Ertz is going to get moved. I, I, I'm pretty comfortable with that happening. Uh, it just comes down to them accepting they're not going to get a date one or day two pick for Zach Ertz. They're going to have to accept a day three pick uh, if they want to move in, um, which will free Goddard up. That offense, you know, it's Nick Sirianni now. It's not Peterson. So are they going to be so too tight end heavy? Um, So, you know, maybe maybe they don't bring in uh, one of the other two high-end rookie tight ends since they've got Dallas Goddard. They go straight with Goddard and, you know, Backup quality tight ends as backups. Um, I think they probably look at going somewhere on the defensive side of the ball. If they go defensive line, I think you got like Carlos Basham is still out there. Greg Rousseau, did he go earlier? He's still on the board. I'm not super high on Rousseau myself. Um, You know, on one hand, Taking somebody like Landon Dickerson is for an offensive center, man. Dickerson and the, the dude uh, out of Oklahoma, uh, I forget his name. Those two centers, man, they're, they're, they're pretty pretty quality. I know they still have Kelsey, but he's probably got a year, maybe two at the most left. Uh, anyways.
1: Creed humph Is it Creed, right? Creed Humphrey,
2: hum- yeah. Um, I'm going to go ahead and uh, let's take uh, Jameen Davis, linebacker. Give give them some speed on that defense.
1: All right, out of Kentucky. So that puts me up right first. Yeah, I would say you do the next two, and then we'll... okay, so that you can have the Broncos and okay, and Edwards, Dennis eight, can do
3: so. Detroit. Yeah.
1: All right, so that puts Cincinnati up. We we took uh, Kyle Pitts because we feel like Cincinnati just makes bad decisions earlier, although they did need technically a tight end. So wide receiver, offensive tackle here are there next up uh the best wide receiver on the board is Kadarius tony who a lot of people expect to go before this so i will put him up here for the Bengals, uh give them that speed threat there and then for the panthers cornerback tight and quarterback i don't think they really need quarterback anymore obviously so linebacker probably is the next in there uh with them getting darnold eric stokes out of georgia still here who i do like at quarter cornerback I don't think that they, go, they would go with Friar, Muth, or Brevin Jordan here. So improve that defense a little bit more. I will give them Eric Stokes, the cornerback out of Georgia, which then puts the Denver Broncos on the clock there for you, Matt. Again, cornerback, offensive tackle, and quarterback. They addressed yeah. that linebacker need earlier in the draft with Micah Parsons. So who are you taking for the Broncos?
3: I'm breaking Dennis's heart, but I'm so taking Samuel bitch. Cosme because I had him potentially going. I figured Cincinnati would have to, at some point, take a lineman. But if they don't, then I think Denver uh, makes a move and takes Samuel Cosme.
1: All right, yeah. You know, uh, just speaking on the Cincinnati thing, I actually heard they had their uh, beat. No, one of their. Uh, the guys who does the color analyst for the Bengals on Sirius XM the other day. And he was talking about how the Cincinnati front office believes they have a very good offensive line. So that's why I believe in the Apparently they, didn't they
3: didn't watch any of their games.
1: I uh, know that's why I was like, Oh, well maybe Matt was right. And they really are going to take Kyle Pitts at five. Cause they, but they, they really did sign the Riley. Reeve. Yeah. yeah. All right. So Dennis, that puts you on the clock for your Detroit lines. they will be the last pick that we make today. Cornerback, wide receiver, offensive tackle, since they did address their quarterback need, taking Trey Lance there at pick seven. Who do you have the Lions taken here in the second round?
2: I haven't taken Samuel Cosme, but Matt stolen from me.
3: <laughs>
2: um, I, I'd like to – you know, I, I think that either Creed Humphrey or uh, Landon Dickerson – would be good picks but the lions have rag at center and, and he's he's pretty good so it yeah that means i got a pivot let's see they took trey lance in the first round yeah you know you want to give them some sort of weapons or you we need to take a look at the defensive side of the ball with dickerson being gone or uh davis just getting taken Old old is gone. I-, I think let's go with Nick Bolton.
1: All right. Out of Missouri. I like it. Linebacker. All right. So that will do it for us today. We've got a little bit more to go and we will be done with the second round, which is what we wanted to get done before the NFL draft. We will be back on Monday. Matt and myself recapping the pre pre-ult- pre pre-ultimate. Pre- uh, what what's the word I'm looking for? Penultimate. Penultimate. That's the word I was looking for. Penultimate. D- don't don't shake your head. At me. I was working on it. I'm tired. I'm frustrated. I spent a lot of money today. I'm going to have a heart attack here soon. The penultimate episode for Falcon and the Winter Soldier with just two episodes left, and we will continue the mock draft, maybe talk a little more rookie wide receivers. I don't know. We don't really have a plan set yet outside of Falcon and Winter Soldier. So we'll be back on Monday. Everybody enjoy your weekends and get ready as the NFL draft is two weeks away from today. Prepare for
0: glory! I don't know if you got your popcorn ready. Do you got your on like ready? I came out the one live already. And he's hit the end zone for an unbelievable touchdown. I would be honored if you played football for this team. Throw it up above his head. They can't jump with lead. Die, lead. only tackle him a it's 40 yards Who can make a play? I can. Who can make a play? I can. Me. I can. Me.